Welcome to Trailer to Thursdays, a Marvel Street podcast. What is specialty coffee? Yeah, this is kind of like just all unraveled at the last minute. This is a few the question to the puzzle. This oh. is the question. There's there's other questions, right? But yeah. This is this is the question that we're going to start with. How are you, Joe? I'm epic. How are you, Nico? Yeah, good. Yeah, Mikey, that coffee. I'm good. This that was that was just what I needed. Thanks, Mike. Pleasure. Did you this bust those? Did awesome. you bust these out? Yeah, well, I steamed the milk. Joe pulled the, pulled the shots. <laughs> two baristas on a coffee machine to make four coffees. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> good. So Yano's got one as well. Yeah. yeah. She drinks dairy, right? I don't, I don't know. think so. I think she's drinking soy today. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite fitting that a Japanese girl would be drinking soy milk. It's quite uh, funny. The, the the coffee culture over there is very anti-soy. Mm. Really? As, far, as far as I know, I could be wrong. But, you know, but they're big on their soy products, of course. Oh, that's just, I think that's just and then, a given. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, the, the coffee culture over there is 90%. Like, it's all black coffee, maybe some black coffee with a little bit of cream. I haven't been. Yeah. I just I, see. I mean, there's the big companies there, like Starbucks and... Single O. Yeah, but like the, the vanilla latte thing is... That's oh, right. That, that, is, that, is, Starbucks. that is Starbucks. That is Starbucks. But there's a big history of just drip coffee. You know, oh, yeah. and siphon and hamburger yeah. coffee. Little, little coffees as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Little one cup um, Hario drippers. Yeah. And yeah. Tiny. There's lots of, lots of little I had bars. one of those, didn't I, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> From uh, Onibus. Onibus, that's right. Yeah, that was a sad day. <laughs> he was happy. He was stoked. I'm sure he was. <laughs> the story to that, the story to that is I, had a, I'd like, I got given a gift, like a one cup Omnibus um, V60 custom brewer, you know. And I was trying to be the Good Samaritan and um, look after a dude who just wanted to brew some coffee on his holiday and uh, sold Nico's prized possession. <laughs> so if you're out there, do you remember his name? No, I don't. No. No. Enjoy it. Yeah. It was, it was black. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, Tucker gave that to me. Yeah, sorry, Tucker. That's all right. Tucker will get me another one when he goes over. Next, yeah. I'm sure. Um, what is specialty coffee? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard term to... Oh, maybe, sorry to interrupt. It's all right. But maybe we should... Like, there was two questions, right? What is specialty coffee? And then we got, we got a really great question from someone on Instagram, but, you know, we don't know who it is because Instagram's quite cryptic. Yeah, we know, Mick, is we his, know name his name. Mick? Matt Dixon. Matt? Works at Small Batch. Oh, right. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Matt, thanks for the question. Yeah, we're going to get to it. Cool. So, it's yeah. kind, of, kind of that question and... and and a piece of information we got from Caravello is kind of meshed into this one answer yeah well one question that we yeah what is specialty coffee coffee? and and I think you could we could almost ask that question before every podcast because there's so much to talk about but there's um, a lot of answers to it isn't there yeah Mm. but I I, you know for me it was like um, I know I sprung this on you guys but um, for me it was I have just one answer you know and and it's a one lineup which I wrote in my text document here and it's like what is specialty coffee about well I think it's it's about impacting lives positively from the grower to the consumer just simply yeah mm. perfect and it sums that up nicely uh, you know whether it puts a roof over your head as a a farmer or educates your kids yeah as a, as a grower or makes your business profitable if you're a cafe 
it makes you stoked to get up and have a cup of coffee in the morning because yeah. it's like, oh, I get to try some of the lice marital dog. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> it's caring. <laughs> How good is that coffee, by the way? Yeah. It's caring, I reckon. Yeah. Like, yeah. At every step. It's every like, step. Yeah. you know. Look, and looking after one another. Uh, are you the in, farmer? In, do you in care? every way. Yeah. You know, and, and, and on that note, Caravella released oh, um, um, their impact report. They do that twice a year. Um, and, you know, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, what they're doing and, and the you, way they rated was epic. That was a really cool article. Yeah, I'm not sure if we should read it out, but maybe... maybe. Um, so um, Alejandro, who's the CEO of uh, Caravella, sent us an email today, just yesterday, saying, you know, this is our impact report, it's full transparency. You know, what these guys do is, you know, they, they, they freely offer you know, the price of the coffee through the whole way through the, 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 the transparency of, of pricing. So Up and downstream. Everywhere. Sick. You know, um, um, so you can see where the margins are and see if anyone's rotting the yeah. system. And these guys, these farmers that are growing coffee, they've been growing coffee for like ions for generations, right? Not making any money and they're about to lose the farm and then they decide to do specialty. This is the story, right? This is the story that you read on, on the transparency forms all the time is you, know, you, you get, you know, this farmer who says, oh, I want to do specialty, and they don't know how to do it, and Caravella come along, or an exporter, a great exporter comes along, um, and helps, and, and um, um, shows them what to do, and then when they do it, they buy the coffee, and they, and they reward them with the money, and the money is well, apparently, the money is enough, um, I mean, I haven't seen the P&Ls, but you know, apparently the money is well and truly more than what they would be getting on the C index or the, mm. or, or the commodity market. Well, you've so only, quality, in that case, quality wins. Yeah, you've, you've only got to look at the scores that Caravella get in that report on community. And they are like, they're off the Richter in community. And, and that community scale is uh, dependent on education for, for those that they're working alongside and the communities in which they work. They've got some interesting and, graphs here, which... And so know. they're obviously pouring back into the community. Yeah, I think it's at the, uh, the B Corp rating, which is like... The a, B Corp rating has increased from 153 to 161 points in 2017. Proof that we, are, that we continue to expand our footprint our impact also increases. Yeah. And... F- Sorry, as, as we continue to expand our footprint, our impact increases. So they've just expanded into Peru, Guatemala, Mexico on the ground. So they've got obviously processing stations there now uh, and helping. Um, they've got, you know, relationships with four and a half thousand growing families. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you think in our world, we walk, the idea especially coffee for us is, oh, you pay a lot for, um, I don't want to sound negative here, but a hipster making coffee. Right, that that that's maybe the interpretation in our little world, but the reality is that great coffee, you know, the producers get more for it mm. and substantially more for it, and enough so that the, the farm that that was producing commodity coffee prior to the step to specialty, you know, is one of loss to now profit. You know, and it's it's pretty amazing. So and we are making a difference, and, um, and it's probably probably true that those margins don't increase proportionately along the supply chain either you know like the the farmer receives more for their coffee but the end result is at you know by the time the consumer buys a cup of coffee 
is not proportionally more expensive. No, no. no nowhere no, near. Well, you're talking 4 or $5 a kilo in our world for commodity, maybe 4 to $6. I don't, know, I don't know the exact numbers there, but I imagine that's like $2 a pound, $3 a pound. So yeah. That's like, yeah, that's, that's 4 to $6, somewhere in that range, 4 to $7. And then, and then um, like specialty would start for them, I'd imagine, you know, 8 or $9. In mm. the eight, in the eight dollar world, I imagine for the farmer, if you just put some basic, so basic, basic, you know, everyone's got to make thirty percent, you know. So, so if you're yeah, if you're paying four bucks for a, a, a cup of awesome specialty coffee, theoretically, the commodity coffee should be two bucks. Totally. <laughs> yeah, but 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 but, but, but in that, but in that, there's there, there's a commodity system, and you know, the, the the guys that are serving commodity coffee generally get free machinery and get all that and and you know and the kind of all kind of works out yeah it all kind of works out and hopefully the hopefully the specialty stuff tastes better too well it should absolutely does but but i guess my point is that there's no way you can buy a cup of coffee for two bucks that's good well you can buy you can buy you can buy a cup of coffee for a dollar from 7-eleven 7-eleven's got the one one dollar cup you can walk in and they've got like a machine out the back Okay. Next to the slurpy machine, you can put a dollar in and it'll spit you out a cup. Is that coffee? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it's more of a, a caffeine delivery device <laughs> that, you, that you win chests. <laughs> yes. It's a brown, just a brown liquid. So, so you know, I, well, where, where to from here? Mm. Well, I think, I think that what Caravella do is what we do in a way as well and what other great roses do. And, um, you know, they try and impact or they try and offer their advice to a clientele to improve their practices, to then improve their lives. And in a way, if someone comes to us and they want to use our coffee, we show them what they can do to make great coffee well uh, and profit their business, learn and grow. Um, I think through those steps like there's a very and then maybe they pass that onto their staff or you know I think there's that, a very similar link. I think that communication right, actually right. goes flows both ways at every step mm. you know you think about our communication with Caravella and and they they give us plenty of awesome information but we also then turn around and and give them uh, feedback that can help them supply us better and help help their coffee be better. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. What, 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 what in, in that regard, you know, sometimes... So we've got a pricing structure in regards to quality. So we pay, you know, there's four grades, RTB, A, AA, AAA, micro lot, five grades. Uh, it's, and this is all on their website, so you can see all the grades. And, you know, RTB is the beginning of specialty. I mean, it's 83, 84 plus. Um, I was listening to a podcast, a, a coffee podcast from the States, and they're talking about quality starting at 80. You know, an eighty for us is you know that we're not we're not serving that. That's we don't know, we don't you, cup you, that. No, no, we don't, doesn't even make the table. But so so these guys are providing us with amazing coffee, eighty five. We're talking about a scoring system, you know, eighty four, eighty five. You know, those coffees ten, five, eight years ago were a cup of excellence. They were like prize winning coffees, and now we're getting those coffees at entry-level pricing mm. you know so it's amazing that what they're doing what caravella are doing is amazing you know mm-hmm. in, in regards to quality where was i going with that yeah. um, well do you think we'll, we will be in five years time serving 
80, 80 coffee. Not you know? 90 coffee? Maybe I think we go the other way. Well, I mean, will 80 become more acceptable? Will there be a bigger window? Where well, 80s, I, I, where I, 80s what, what, what think, we are what, now and then the, 90, the 90s now are only 87 because it's better. Well, because we've all gotten better. Yeah. So 87, I don't know. I don't know how to... Uh, yeah. I don't know if the 87 now is better than the 87 five years ago. Right. If that was, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it has a scale. You know, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I, I do remember tasting coffees back in the day with Mark Dunn and in, that was 2009, I'm sure, and being completely blown away. But, you know, I probably could have drunk a natural back then to be blown away as well. So, mm. you know, um, yeah, I, I remember doing a couple of excellence with, you know, with, um, Hannah from Silo back then and we did the El Salvador the first El Salvador um, lots with the Pacamaras and I still remember the numbers and the, and the coffees and, and they were pretty spectacular back then but they were 84, 85 coffees 85 it has to be 85 sorry they're 85 plus because 85 so the the lower 50 were like you know 80, 85 and the winning coffees were like 86 and a half or 87 right. you know yeah. so Probably, so, probably in line with what it is now. So the bar, yeah. bar to win is increasing, but uh, potenti- the, the, potentially the, the same coffees would still score the same today as they did. Yeah. It's just that you've got to be way better. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we were talking about the communication backwards and forwards between us and Caravella. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, so that's right. So pricing. And, so... Um, um, yeah, so what, they, what, what they're doing is that that, that that was a train of thought, sorry, um, was that, um, uh, thanks, Joe. Um, uh, what they've done now is they'll, they'll send us three or four lots and not tell us what they are and say, how much do you want to pay for these? <laughs> and, and, and it's just like a little experiment. It's like, well, this is scoring 87, so we'll pay you what we normally pay for an 87, say 15 bucks. And then this is scoring an 86, so we'll pay you 14 bucks for that. You know what I mean, and 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 you know we've done that together, Mike. Mm. Was it was it with you? No, it hey. was la- it was last year's it was last year's um, Colombian lots. I d- we did it with Marky. Uh, right. And it was quite confronting. It was like, well, what are we paying for these? And actually, what happens is that you start becoming generous. In that process, you start becoming generous. Mm. And actually, some of the coffees were double A's and we're scoring them as triple A's because we, you know, <laughs> you, you know. Um, and it was quite cool. But that was, so, so we ended up paying farmer lots based on our scores. Yes. That's great. So um, some of the stuff that Caravella are doing is great. Um, and, and we'll be heading down to see them, I hope, in two weeks. Yeah, and, awesome. And, and Marky's organising us for to be able to interview Alexandra and, and Giancarlo. So they're, awesome. the, they're, the, they're the CEOs, directors, owners. Fantastic. Oh, that'll be exciting, man. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I think... With the communication from from the other side, the cafe, you know, we certainly benefit, as do Caravella, from that two-way communication. Mm. And likewise, the cafes that communicate two ways with us, you know, we give that communication on, on how our coffee works and, and how, how to serve our coffee. But then the cafes that come back to us, like Orwell's and, and Barefoot and, and those guys who are like, Serving, you know, brewing this this way, getting, you know, 19.5 or whatever, you know, TDS 21.5, it's it, it, tasting epic. We all benefit from that, you know. Yeah, for, that, for that communication. That communication two and ways. And support. Yeah, and, and that's part of specialty, I think, yeah. as well, that 
I saw some communication. of that communication going through from Fergus through to through to um, um, Laurie this morning. You know, Laurie was having some trouble with one of the coffees, and Fergus they, was like, "Just try this. This is what I'm doing, and it just worked." Yeah, like, you know, Laurie was yeah. stoked. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, I suppose. Everyone wants to be good at what they do. Yeah? Mm. And the farmer or the producer wants to be good. You know, they want to be good. Mm. You know, it's part of human nature, I think, to be good at something. You know, you know, they say give, you know, any self-help book will say, you know, every man needs a purpose, right? Mm. So, 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 you know, the producer's purpose is to produce great coffee, you know, and provide for their family. And if they can do both... You know, so I think that's what we do as well as roasters. You know, we try and um, pass as much of that information across and to our customers, both mm. sides, mm. both sides, our suppliers and our customers. Isn't it great though, as well, that being selfish in a way that you know, just wanting to improve your life or improve on what you do improves your family's life. Yeah, everyone around you. Yeah, you know, like you said, the farmer just wants to grow the best coffee. Yeah, they, yeah and, might be and, really and they gen- genuinely want to yeah. when they realise that they can. Yeah. From what I understand, from all those, you know, I read all those notes, all the farmer notes that come in, I read them all, right? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, especially coffee, if you want to do something well, there's a positive, there's positive that comes out of that. You know, like, the, you know, from, from the customer turning up to the cafe and getting a great cup of coffee that has been served and produced or made with care and love you know all the way back through the roaster and you know the exporter and the grower so what specialty coffee that's pretty, mm. that's pretty much answers that I think yeah I think so mm. it'd be awesome if there was such like a, a really clear direct Have you looked feedback system f- from the end consumer to the producer that would be awesome if they could just see this instant sort of no. Well, well, I think when, when we give bags of coffee to... The next week we go to, to, to um, Colombia, we'll give the bags of coffee to... We're going to Colombia? Sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to oh. Manly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to, man, to Manly. Uh. What does Wikipedia say about specialty coffee? I mean, it's, you know, obviously when you score coffee, you know, there's a line in the sand mm. below this... Special, not specialty above this line specialty but but then I think I yeah. love I love that if you're a cafe and you know you're trying hard here we go then you're so special do you want to do you want to know what Wikipedia says um, specialty coffee is go on specialty coffee was first used in 1974 by Erna Nuston in, in an issue of tea and coffee trade journal I think it's Nuston Nutson Nutson used this term to describe beans of the best flavor which are produced in special microclimates. Specialty coffee should not be confused with gourmet or premium coffee. The latter are marketing terms with no standards, no defined standards. According to Specialty Coffee Association of America, coffee which scores 80 points or above on a 100-point scale is graded specialty. So that's why in the States it's 80. 80. 80. But I think you'll find that a lot of the specialty you know, roasters in Australia, 80 is not good enough. Mm. Like you're not serving 80 as filter coffee. That's not happening. Mm. No comment. 
Right. Especially coffees uh, are grown in uh, special and ideal climates and are distinctive because of their full cup taste, little to no defects. The unique flavors and tastes are a result of the special characteristics and the compositions of the soils in which they are produced. Especially segment is mostly rapidly growing in the, in the coffee industry. It's about 1%. Um, Oh, sorry. Especially coffee has increased its market f- share from one percent to twenty percent in the last twenty-five years. Huge. I don't. I don't believe those numbers. I don't believe the special market is twenty percent of the market. Mm, no. I would say it's like five. It depends on. I would guess five. Four. You know, six. Dep- it depends on how you how you define like your definition of coffee. Everyone coffee. that drinks coffee, like if you walk into Woolies right now, there's no specialty coffee on the shelf. No. So, but, but if you and, go, that, and that's where most of the coffee sold in the retail on the retail shelves, apparently. Yeah, that would be true. Yeah, you know. So IGA, Woolies, Coles, McDonald's, all they are they doing specialty now? Is that specialty? The cafe probably classifies as specialty. Yeah, okay, there's an Esso in there, haven't they? Did I see a Senesso? Really? Was it? Oh no, it's like the what was no. it? The Nova Simonelli. Right. Yeah. Those like specialty McCafes. I haven't tried a coffee there yet. But, yeah. I don't go to McDonald's. But I would mm. if they served great coffee. I don't know if I... I don't know. I, I hear that. I don't that. know, like... Dude, if, imagine, imagine you were driving down the highway 11 o'clock at night and there's a 24-hour Mac is open and you had to get through overnight and they had like a coffee from Irwin Marichon and you could just walk in and get some sick oh, filter yeah. batchy. You know, I guess what I'm saying is as long as... And how good would that be? Truly specialty. You know, anyway, it, everyone it, was looked after along the supply chain, probably not how McDonald's really does business at the moment. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah, ethics, right? That's ethical. And, that's ethics. And but, you know, but, but if you were talking about specialty, if they were to join that, join sure. that, then the ethics would come along with it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they would have to buy from producers that care and there'd be a price. And I think you know, everyone would benefit, benefit from that. that. There we go. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I, read a, I read a blog post or an Insta post by Scott Ray that said, you know, if, if you're traveling and there's really bad coffee and it's really bitter, add some salt to it. Yeah, that's the alternative, right? That's the alternative. You know the biggest problem. I with, just throw um, it out. <laughs> I just don't drink it. Right? Yeah. You, you know why it's never going to happen? I, unfortunately, it's just not duplicatable. Like the, yeah. you can't make the same specialty coffee every single time because lots change. You, what, what about what about the coffee? Oh, yeah, it's not, and it's not yeah. homogenous. It's not homogenous. It's not homogenous. It's not blend forty three. Correct. So yeah. it's got to be homogenous for. A, How good was the coffee that we had? made by the um, the kitchen hand yesterday and uh, elements elements oh, that was awesome yeah. you know anyway there you go yeah there's specialty coffee that mm. is specialty coffee uh, yeah Mikey hey Wait, what's next what's next well I mean we didn't answer that listener question and I think what, that what is the question the, the question even, what's the question I will whip it up <laughs> it's um yeah, so Mac Dixon wrote a lovely question in. He says, loving the podcast, folks. It would be interesting to hear your views on work culture within Marvel Street. What do you do as a workplace to breed positive culture amongst all your staff? And, yeah, I think reading this question, we realized that this is, this is a big part of specialty coffee. It's helping one another and... Um, it's trust. Yeah, looking after each other, being flexible. Um, yeah. But I think we wanted to, like, I guess you, maybe you can talk about how you got to the point of 
running a business the way you do? Um, was it was it from previous uh, negative experiences as an employee? Well, or? I think I think there's an I I knew what I didn't want, mm. and there was a point like as as the business owner and operator. For me, it was like as soon as I realised what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Is that the saying? You know, it's like. Yeah. You know, for me, I wanted flexibility and I wanted to be paid well. Um, I, you know, the, the, for me, as an employee of Marvel Street, these are the things that I wanted if I separated myself physically and mentally from the, the business. As soon as I treated Marvel Street as a place where I worked at, then I was able to understand what, I, what, what kind of in, environment was important for staff and that probably happened four years ago three years ago and then it took a while to get the right staff in place like you guys um you guys you know the team that we've got right now is the best team we've ever had and it's because we've hired right and we've all got common goal and there's a commonality in life and we you know want to go to work and achieve um we don't want money to be a stress we're all cemented and grounded in byron like there's a whole lot of other factors that that ensures that all of us are happy here uh, and then um you know a few things like in the past you moving i think moving premises to a premises that's um it's healthy mm. you know it's got lots of good air and there's more space and you know those things are really important for for morale mm. um and then it's just just to level the playing field it's like and small things like taking the monotony out of work taking the chug chug out as much as possible and giving those jobs to people that want them you know so we've got some helpers in at the moment some temps um and they're just doing all the all the chug chug right and and you you know how how amazing has that been for all of us you know Mm -hmm. just ayana's grateful for the job and we're grateful that she's here doing those jobs and it's awesome you know, she, you know, tidies the bar at the end of the day and does all the stickering and labeling and, and tin tying and all the all those things that we used to. You know, sometimes we would have to take that stuff home with us and do that do that at home at eleven o'clock at night yeah. because you mm-hmm. didn't want to be here at eleven o'clock doing it. Yeah, Did that answer the question. I don't know. I think uh, so. Yeah. Um, but I think just uh, I, I, I looked online. And it was like, how do you keep start? I looked on the on the uh, on the Office of Fair Trading website, and it's like, how how to do an employment contract. And actually, there's a there's awesome content on that website that shows you how to staff retention, um, how to keep staff happy, um, um, how to solve conflict. And I actually just literally followed that. And one of the biggest thing was was taking use um, robotics or or some sort of you know engineering to take out any of the repetitive work yeah right you know and that was one of the main things to get rid of the repetitive work mm. you know and um, um, a lot of the work that we do here is repetitive yeah you know? I mean yeah there, um, there aren't many jobs that that doesn't involve some sort of repetitive action or yeah hopefully and the way I see that is that we, we, we the other thing we've done is try to break up the week into two and that's 50% of the week is jobs that need to get done and then fifty percent of the week is working on working on stuff, and 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 being creative and and um, yeah, 
and doing stuff that's fulfilling. Yeah. Push, yeah, pushing yeah. forward, pushing forward, trying to break stuff, you know, like, and engineering things. And like, you know, we spent the whole afternoon, all three of us spent the whole afternoon working on stuff, right? That was pretty cool. Like mm. redesigning the stickers and how do we make that look good? And mm. um, what were you working on, Joe? I was working on how to develop, uh, developing the app further for us, our, our back of house app, trying to get that a bit more functional. Yeah, order history, which is amazing. Yeah, that's going to that's going to awesome. And awesome. as we learn more about it and how to get things happening, we'll roll that out for customers. But right now, it's just for us. What were you working on, Mikey? Um, I've roasted coffee today. I wrote newsletter. We cupped and had a really good cupping and. Um, oh, came was, up with an idea good. for releasing coffees. That was quite um, creative, right? Yeah, and it was just a good, you know, it was really interactive. It, that was it wasn't just happen. like slurp, 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 okay, let's, you know, yeah. it was really um, informative and we all learned something, I think. But I think the, the thing I like about working here is that every, although the when you stack the weeks up, they all roll very similarly, but every day I'm here, it's different. Mm. It's like on Monday. I, I like. I'm not just roasting coffee every day. There's a variety. You know, I roast the coffee on the Monday, and then you know, I see customers on a Tuesday, and they come to the cupping, and we talk. And I might do training, might do some deliveries, and then Wednesday I might roast again, or I might go and visit the customers in Brisbane, and then Thursday is kind of what can I fit in today and the podcast, and I think that's yeah. You know, like I love love being a barista and working in a cafe, but that is very grinding. You know, that's the same thing every day. And I, I, I always to think that was the, that was the end of coffee because that's where you served it, but it's actually the beginning. Like, yeah. it's where you kind of just sort of yeah, cut, in, cut your teeth. You know, and um, there's you know there's so much more to coffee than just making it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can it it can be the start and it can also be the end because like some people start. They might. Well, there's more cafe jobs than there are roastery yeah. jobs, right? Well, I mean, some people start, they go to school, they have a really academic upbringing, they might study business or something to do with, you know, they, they spend a lot of time at uni and then they go and work at a coffee farm out of pure luck and then they get into coffee like I think uh, Chuck Just, from Cat and Cloud is, he wasn't into coffee, but he ended up working in coffee farms and fell in love with coffee and now he's working in the States running a coffee company. Yeah. So he's gone. Yeah, yeah, full yeah. circle. Yeah. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I think it's fair to say, I mean, it's such a, like 95% of the, of the world drink coffee. I think it's mm. like something like that. I think that's the number. Yeah. So like, there's going to be a lot of people working in coffee. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot of coffee being moved. Um, um, yeah, but that, that question... How do we keep a positive environment? Um, I suppose we're just not happy with the status quo and we always want to be pushing forward and doing better and achieving and hopefully that environment cultivates happiness and, and momentum. Mm. And um, I've never worked where for a company or for someone that I've never felt generosity as much as I do feel it here. So oh, thanks, that's mate. really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, I think and soon, the flexibility. Well, the thing yeah. is, you, as soon as you just realize that everyone's a human, like as an employer, as soon as you realize everyone's actually a human, not a robot, 
Mm. So they're going to make mistakes. They're going to get sick. Um, uh, they need to get paid. <laughs> All the things mm. that you stress out about as an employer, right? Yeah. And as soon as you, you know, really understand that you've you got to pay people enough so that they don't have to worry about money, you know? Yeah. And then as soon as you can overcome those hurdles in your business then all of a sudden money's not a problem because everyone's earning enough um flexibility is there so you know joe you, you know the, the family wasn't well this morning and i'm sure you felt i hope that you felt that it was okay just to send a text saying i'm going to be late and you did right you said you know and there was no you know it's like yeah, and, and uh, neither I, of us was stressed either you know like when you yeah i think i i feel very comfortable doing that you yeah. know i i know that I know you're not taking the piss, and well, it's and you know, and, and it's just, you know. I mean, your the message you sent me last night is enough yeah. to, for me to know just the fact that you know my family's not doing that great at the moment, and we had a, we had a bit of a chat about it yesterday, and you t- sent me a message last night saying you know, you know, whatever I can, is there anything I can do? Just let me know, dude. Love you, yeah. like, and just to know that that's you know that's on the table. It means, you know, it's easy. It's easy to say, dude, I'm, I'm going to be late. Yeah. Got to deal with the family. I, I, but I also think, like, on that note, like, we're, we're mates, right? And I hope we are. And we're friends. <laughs> we're, we we're, are mates. We're here, <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know, you know uh, there's that notion as well in business that, that you know, you, you can't be friends, you know, with the boss or... or or, you know, like, and I, I try and remove that boss hat as much as possible. I put it on when it's important to put it on, you know, but it's, it's pretty rare. I feel like it's pretty rare that I need to go, well, I have to get everyone in line, but that doesn't happen much ever um, um, with this team. Um, but that notion that you can't be friends with the boss, and like, I think that's, I, I, you know, I want to be friends with the people that are here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eight hours a day. Yeah. You know, and 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 then respect them like you would do your friends, and that's like I can see that job sucks just because I'm the boss. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not help, you mm. know. Yeah, so I'll come in and help, you know. Like you know, like today, like you know, I was like, I want, really want you to try these coffees. I'll, I'll just roast. Yeah, you know, I'll just figure that out for you. And, yeah. Oh, and I felt like this morning I was like, oh, because. I went into deliveries yesterday. It's like makes the Thursday bigger. I was like, oh, well, if you want to help me today, can you set up the cuffing and while I roast? And, 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 and I feel fine was, asking. But there was merit in that because I had a really great time cupping those coffees. Yeah. There were some awesome coffees. Um, and that probably leads on to how we're going to release those. Yeah. So we basically... So we answered that question, right? Yeah, I think so. Hope that yeah. help, helps, Mac. Um, can I... I, I think... The fact that we're a four-day-a-week business, yeah, that goes a long way. Huge. You though. can't go hard for five days a week. You just can't. You cannot go hard five days a week. I've tried it, and mm. I'm pretty fit, right? Like you know, my resting heart rate's on forty, and you know, and I'm strong, and I can do whatever. You know, like like I feel like I'm fit. You know, I do my best to keep you yeah. know on top of my health as much as possible. But five days a week, like forty to fifty hours, that's fucking impossible. Mm. Yeah, that's just soul destroying. Yeah, so four days a week goes a huge way, huge, mm. uh, and then caring. Yeah, well, if you can't get it done in four, you know, you can't probably can't get it done in five. Is what? <laughs> it's the way I see it. Yeah, Fridays are right off. Yeah. yeah. 
Plus, you know, on, 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 to rest properly, on that note, to rest properly, <clears throat> you need like one day to recover from the week and then you need a family day and then you need some time for yourself. Yeah. Yes. And then you can come back to work and give it all again. Yeah. But if you're, if you're, if you're working five days, and coffee is pretty full on, right? Yeah. You yeah. spend all day drinking, you know, if, if you're doing it, if you're doing like, if you're doing coffee, you're drinking it every day and you're, you're cupping and you're tasting and, and sometimes you've got, sometimes you got to have coffee at 4.30 in the afternoon, yeah. right? I'm like drinking this coffee now. I'm just really enjoying coffee in the late afternoon. I could just keep drinking this coffee all day. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, coffee releases. We cupped all our unreleased coffee this morning. Um, or, or organized this year. Yeah. Like we, we cup coffee when we are going to buy it. And then we also cup it and solubility test it and, and QC it when it, the actual shipment arrives just to make sure we've got the coffee that we bought, you know, um, and make sure it's good to go. But today we just cupped it all together so we could see if so there was I've, some I've sort of up, order. Open up all the lots. Yeah. Roasted all the coffees. There was like eight on the table of which six six were four special were like filter and, and espresso releases two of which were meant for blends yeah so, correct so roasted all those up yeah all Colombians yeah all Colombians all all Willa I think two Cauca no Cacao two, yeah. two from Cacao and two from Willa yeah um, yeah but basically we wanted to see them all on the same table drink them and see if there's any order or similarities in them and plan a release uh, program for them. Um, and I think the, the most obvious thing with the coffees was that they all had an increasing intensity of acidity. Yeah. And obviously... From one to four. So it was four coffees. La Pyramid, uh, which is from Cacao. Yep. And then there was um, coffee from Pedro Nel Trujillo. Trujillo, um, Willa. Yeah, my Spanish is not so good. Four coffees, anyway. Yeah. Um, but basically, yes, increasing levels of acidity and sort of decreasing levels of body intensity-wise. Um, all really beautiful and unique coffees. And we decided it'd be cool to release them one after the other from lowest acidity, almost mellow acidity, to more intense. Yeah. Um, so starting off at like a coffee that's quite chocolatey and nougaty and chewy with great body and lots of sweetness. Yeah. You know, and then progressively like the next coffee was, you know, more stone fruit, more apple, a little, a little bit of acidity. So you kind of just, the, the body backs off a bit. The sweetness is still there. Cleanliness yeah. is still there. And then the third coffee, there was definitely some lime and, and, and grapefruit in that cup. And, and then and the last one was like sparkling, hey? Yeah, sparkling mm. clean. And with that cup compared to the first cup, you know, there was um, definitely, you know, difference in body, difference in sweetness and difference in acidity. Yeah. And, but, but I mean, they all remained very, clean scores remained very much the same. It was just kind of like... Body, transferring, transferring scores from body to sweetness. Yes. Body yeah. and sweetness to acidity. Yep. Yep. I thought it was quite good, eh? Yeah, it so awesome. it's, it's, uh, it, was, it was great to cup them. You know, obviously we, we cupped them all just in random order as they came out and then we toot and froed and try this one, try that one, try this one after that one, try that one after this one. And then once we'd kind of worked out, okay... The order. The order. Yeah. It's like, now cup them 
in the order we're going to release them. It was freaking insane. Like to, you could just taste that chocolate dissipating, acidity increasing, and and body and sweetness swapping. Yeah, mm. it was kind of like one part of the palate's riding a down escalator and the other's coming up. Yeah. It was, it was, it was yeah, cool. But, but you, know, you know what's funny? All the coffees in their own right by themselves were, you know, tasted like coffee. Like they, were, they weren't, you know, they weren't hugely, they were just beautiful, clean, balanced, coffee-tasting Colombians. Yeah. You know, with these small nuances that when, once you start to really focus on them, they, so, you know, We'll release those coffees in order of, mm. of coffee chocolate through to grapefruit kind of zesty. Yeah, super zesty, sparkly, bright coffee at the end there. Uh, will they all be like espresso as well? Yeah. Or, or we'll all do them all as filter and espresso, right? Yeah, I think we'll just release them in the, the usual format as filter this week, espresso next week. Yeah, that, cool. that format. So, yeah, that's exciting. It's, it's fun to release coffees with a purpose um, instead of just releasing them because, you, because they're, they're there. Or because you're like, oh, we, we better use this coffee because, <laughs> you know, yeah. we've got lots of it and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, you're, yeah, totally. It's, there's, there's, there's a reason to release the coffee. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's fun to try and be creative with areas. Well, ho- hopefully, hopefully all four end up on the menu at the same time and then, you I know, that, then we might do like a four pack. Yeah. yeah. And you guys cool. can, can try, try what we've just tried or just come to the roastery and we'll, we'll put it up for you. Awesome. Hit me with the menu, baby. Yeah, menu. Um, so uh, obviously adding that, that new coffee this week, uh, La Pyramide. Uh, that is from Calca. That's the coffee from Calca, Colombia, named after a, a monastery in the, in the municipality that uh, they grow it in. Inza. Yeah. Um, the rest of the filter is Finca La Esmeralda, which um, you guys are in for a treat this week. That was definitely the most popular on the production table on Monday, wasn't it, Joe? Mm. Definitely yeah. for the yes. freezer. Oh, dude. Yeah. Awesome. I'm awesome. struggling it's... with this freezer idea. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to freeze this room. Uh, I think we're going to need, I thought about the other day, there'll, there'll be a freezer and a leaderboard and we might take coffees out. <laughs> And yeah. replace them. Yeah, there's only going to be so much space, and, yeah. and we'll chalk it up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe what we you should like, do instead is just get a hundred gram sample out of all the coffees um, that we do this year, that we release this year. Hundred gram sample and freeze them all, and then just sample roast them and cup them at the end of the year. Yeah, but then nobody else gets to try them. Oh uh, yeah, it's being selfish. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, so we could, we could invite everyone around. Oh yeah, have, have a party. one slow beach, <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas party. What a dig yeah. yeah, I love that you were so cheeky enough to call that coffee La Esmeralda, and it turns out to be frigging awesome. Yeah, I've had great. a few <laughs> questions about that on the, on the delivery run as well. Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> isn't that that famous farm from? Well, you know, like all the coffees are named after the producer, unless they're they're a mixture of producers, and this coffee was. Uh, Alexander Hernandez. Alexander Hernandez is his name, and he called his farm La Esmeralda, you know, which obviously is the, you know, the same name as the famous farm from um, Panama. But I'm sure there's lots of La Esmeraldas around. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we, uh, you know, just, just because. 
I just, just thought, for fun. Just for fun. Just yeah. for shits and giggles, we, we, we changed the name around, you know. Yeah, so, um, thanks, Joe. Um, and Divier is off the hook. That yeah, that's what we're drinking that. right now. And oh, it's that sounds so now. good. So, so filter, we've got La Pyramide, La Esmeralda, Divier, Eden Avito. Oh. Yep. That's the filter menu, espresso yep. menu. Four filter coffees this week. Espresso menu, Esmeralda joined us uh, as of last week or this week. Um, on the espresso side and Divier, Eden and uh, the San Sebastian San Sebastian remains remains and Thunderbird is the same as this week for all you Thunderbirders out there and the blend uh, De- Daily Grind um, we'll see a change um, so we've got uh, two coffees Colombian one called Los Monjes that'll be the 85% component um, so Mo- Los Monjes Monjes See, I told you my Spanish is J's horrible. H, isn't it? Is that I don't know. That's one and... And the Penas Blancas. Yep. Um, but these two of the coffees we cupped this morning I, as well. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, they were great. Yes, they were great. Uh, and, and in that proportion will be amazing. I think yeah. that will taste really well. Mm. Really, really good. So uh, we'll, we will um, we'll get you a new info card and make sure that you know where the, the new blend is next week. But that'll be roasted from Monday the 26th, so... Look forward to drinking some of them in a week's time. We good? I think so. That was fun. Great. Thank you again for the the question, Mac Dixon. Um, Please write us some more people. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was trying to find a message from... um, from, um, I wanted to read this message out because it's so cool. It's from Kirsten. From Nostalgia? Yeah. She shouted us out the other week on on instagram and uh gave us a little plug for the the podcast she's listens frequently it's awesome to see i need to go up there for a haircut i think but they're always they're closed when i plan to go there yeah that, they live the life yes that's yeah. good uh, yeah. i think and i think this week is um leche open again <clears throat> Yeah, Leche. So if you go to yeah, but all the phone calls from everyone saying, why isn't Leche open? I seriously got several phone calls. It's like, yeah. Andrew Crawley was up there and, yeah. you know, everyone was at Yamba and no, and Leche wasn't open. So if everyone's going to Yamba, Leche's now open again. So you'll be going to get amazing coffee there. And amazing food. By the looks of, I've never eaten there, but it looks stunning. Have you eaten there, Joe? I have eaten there. I sat out the back in the garden. Um, which is awesome place and um, beautiful food. Mm, great, great there. coffee. Really cool spot. It's um, super understated from the from the road, uh, but they do it. They they they, they, are, the, they are the real deal. Total, totally, uh, uh, and they're lovely. You know, like, as far as like, so they they uh, if you want to go back to like working conditions, they, they have a really good staff retention. They you know they. I think we talked about this last week. They close every Tuesday. They close, they close every Tuesday. They close twice a year. Two weeks, for yeah. two weeks, and they just just been closed. So, not many cafes do that. No. So, don't be scared of closing, mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you're paying extraordinary rents, and then you've got no choice. Yeah, that's another topic. Uh, we good? I think we're at the end. We good? Cool. That was fun again, as always. Uh, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe and that sort of stuff. Follow on on uh, SoundCloud so you get updates. SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, iTunes. iTunes. They're the two places. Yep. Um, yeah. Awesome. What were you gonna say? I was gonna goodbye. Say, 
I was going to say I love this. This is great. I love that I made a new Strava friend via our podcast. (laughs) I saw that. Luke Barrett, you're a legend. Oh, yeah, Lukey. (laughs) And and quite an accomplished runner too. Kudos, dude. Uh, Yeah, he ran 120Ks last week. That guy's a a demon. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't talk about it. No, nothing. Love it. Sick. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.